All right, back again for a Cash Medi podcast. We go over the AFC North preview, uh, over under wins, see if we can find a bet that I like. And some people have told me maybe talk a little more fantasy football in that way. So we'll do a little bit of that. So let's start with the Baltimore Ravens. They are have an over under at 11 wins. I'm kind of leaning on the under. And let's start with the quarterback, Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson last year kind of had a little dip in what he previously was the season before when he was the MVP. Last year he threw for 2,757 yards, 26 touchdowns, 9 interceptions. He also ran, though, for 1,005 yards, a 6.3-yard average, and 7 touchdowns. So I see a little decline in him. I see teams, you know, being able to scheme for him a little bit better than what they did two years ago. Um, I think the arrow is pointing a little bit down on him. If I were the Ravens, I would not sign him to a, you know, a top five contract as quarterback. Like Josh Allen just got paid, you know, Mahomes. I'm not going in that range with him. And, you know, he's going to be getting a contract either this offseason or next offseason. I just, I don't know. I, I wouldn't do that if I were the Ravens because he's a cheap deal right now. Your team's kind of got as good of a roster as you're going to get. The minute you pay him, that roster is going to decline, and I don't think he can overcome it. I don't think he's good enough of a thrower. I don't think he's a top 15, 20 you know, quarterback as far as throwing the ball. He's definitely a top 15 quarterback as far as all around. Some people think he's top 10. I, I, don't, I don't know if I would put him in the top 10. He'd be close, but I see teams figuring him out a little bit. The offensive line, it's okay. They lost Orlando Brown, who was one of the better run tackle, run blocking offensive tackles. Uh, he went to Kansas City. They get Villanueva from Pittsburgh, take his spot, and they get a veteran there. Um, Kevin Zietler, the guard, he's pretty good. Ben Cleveland, a rookie, is going to be starting. What round did they get Cleveland in? They got him out of Georgia, right? Yeah, they got him in the third round. Third round guard starting. They need really good guards because you got to run the ball with Lamar. So you got you want your offensive line to be built more for a run blocking offensive line because. As far as pass blocking goes, Lamar can make moves. He can scramble with the best of them. So you don't need the greatest offensive line for pass blocking, but you want him to be more of an impact run blocking wise. Ronnie Staley, the left tackle, he's one of the better left tackles in football. The receivers are just eh. Marquise Brown, I think, would be a lot better if he was on a different roster, a team that could throw the ball more. Sammy Watkins is really up there in age. I wouldn't count too much on him. Rashad Bateman, they got him in the first round out of Minnesota. Receiver. I liked him coming out of college. Uh, he's already a little dinged up. You don't like rookies getting dinged up in mini camp or training camp because it seems like they get behind the eight ball and it's really tough for them to to have a good season. Um, he's a possession receiver. I mean, he, he can go deep a little bit, but I would assume Marquise Brown stretches the defense and Bateman kind of does the intermediate routes. Got Miles Boykins over there too. The fantasy guy that, that I love is J.K. Dobbins, the running back. They drafted him in the second round last year out of Ohio State. He's a stud. I mean, I put a lot of money on Ohio State that year. I was betting them a lot because with, with Dobbins and Fields, it just if it was like third and two, they'd just get every first down because Fields could fake it to Dobbins and run, or Dobbins would just run it himself. 
And I see Lamar and Dobbins having that that kind of duo as, as well. Dobbins last year had 805 yards, a six-yard per carry, and nine touchdowns. I could see him getting 12, 1,300 yards this year and 12 touchdowns, maybe even more. I mean, if he already had nine last year, he's going to be a beast. I, I mean, he's a definite fantasy guy I would really look into getting for anyone that's in fantasy football. You got Gus Edwards, the backup running back from the U. He had 723 yards, five touchdowns, or five-yard average, and six touchdowns. So they got a nice duo there. Dobbins, though, is much more athletic and, and can pop them. He can go deep. He could take it to the barn. Edwards is more just moving the chains. So they got two good running backs there. They'll be fine there. Um, Mark Andrews, the tight end, really good tight end. He had 700 yards receiving last year, 12-yard average, seven touchdowns. Pretty good there. But, I mean, the receivers are just okay. Quarterback, if you fall behind, that's where they get in trouble. They don't have the elite defense that they've had in past years. Uh, the defensive line, Derek Wolf, Brandon Williams, and Calais Campbell from the U. Campbell is getting up there in age. He had four sacks last year. Still pretty good player. But he's not the player he was with Arizona or the first you know, year with Baltimore or, or the years he had in Jacksonville. He's just not the same player. He's just getting up there in age. Uh, Justin Matabuk, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that correctly. Another defensive lineman they got from Texas A&M. I believe they got him in the third round last year. He's really good. Um, Tyson Bauer, he's just okay. Outside linebacker. This is where I think they have their problems. They don't have the pass rusher they had. They lost Matt Judon. Judon had six sacks last year, but, I mean, he always got good pressure. Pernell McPhee, he's always hurt. I like Patrick Queen. Patrick Queen, as a rookie, had 106 tackles. I think he's going to be good. I think Malik Harrison, another linebacker, um, should be pretty good for them too, inside linebacker. Their cornerbacks are really good. Marcus Peters, Marlon Humphrey, and then you got Jimmy Smith and Tavon Young. I mean, they got four legit starting corners there, and you need that. You need at least three good corners. They got four. Um Chuck Clark's okay. Deshaun Elliott, the safeties. I mean, the safety play is not what it's been in the past. They got the best kicker in the football, Justin Tucker. So they're always, you know, you get it to the 40-yard line and they're in field goal range. Um, 11 wins seems like a lot. I would definitely go the under. The only thing on the on the schedule-wise, they play three of four to start the season and the fourth game is at Denver. So I would lean Denver as far as... Uh, the point spread in week four. Um, their road games, non, non-division road games, are pretty easy. It's the Raiders at Detroit, at Denver, uh, at, Minis- at Miami, at Chicago, and at Cincinnati. So the road, the road games are pretty easy for them. But I think they're in a tough division, and they do. The AFC West is the other. They play the NFC North and the AFC West. So they get Kansas City and San, and not San Diego. They get the LA Chargers. They get those games at home. Those are probably the, the toughest one in the division. And then in the AFC North, they get they get Green Bay at home, and they also get Minnesota at home, which. That's what you would want because you don't want to be playing on the road to the two best teams in the NFC North. And then you get Detroit and Chicago. Those are definitely winnable games. I mean, especially Detroit on the road. So in that sense, 
I kind of like their schedule as far as them going over. But, I mean, to get 12, I just I don't see how they're going to get to 12 wins to beat me. Uh, Kansas City, I mean, even though it's at home, that's probably a loss. Um, at Cleveland's probably, you know, Green Bay. They get the Rams at home. Oh, I forgot about that. They get the Rams also at home. You know, and then you're talking about some road games, you know, at Pittsburgh, at Denver. I, I don't know if they're going to get to 11. I would lean the under, but the schedule actually is a little bit easier than I thought. So let's move to the Cincinnati Bengals. They're over-unders at six and a half. And I'll just start with the uh, – I, I don't know what they were doing in the draft. Like, I like Jamar Chase. I think he's a baller coming out i mean he absolutely was a beast and joe burrow obviously he's got the connection with him at lsu but to pass up on sewell just doesn't make sense in my opinion and people are like well jonah williams is their left tackle they could just put um they didn't need him i mean that's just stupid because riley reef's your right tackle and you could have put sewell at right tackle you put jonah williams at right tackle jonah williams has played right tackle in the past their offensive line's a mess. Um, Burrow, you know, is coming off an ACL. So he got beat up last year. Why wouldn't you want to protect your quarterback? You have pretty good young receivers already. T. Higgins. T. Higgins had, he had last year as a rookie, 908 yards, a 13.6-yard average per catch and six touchdowns you got tyler boyd another good inside slot receiver possession receiver you know he's not gonna go any he's not going deep or anything but he had 79 catches 841 yards 10.5 yards per catch four touchdowns um so you had two good young receivers already now you got jamar chase that makes your receiving core you know three really good young receivers so he's got the weapons now you know for joe burrow and mixon's a really good running back um, I always, I've always liked Joe Mixon as as far as fancy wise. He got hurt last year, and he only averaged three point six yards a carry because the the offensive line sucks. He only had four hundred twenty eight yards, you know, because he got hurt. I don't I don't know how many games he missed, but I always like him. He catches the ball out of the backfield. He could do a little bit of everything, but the O line sucks. Um, as far as defense goes, to me, they lost their two best defensive players in William Jackson and Carl. Carl Lawson. They spent big money on Trey Hendrickson. To me, Trey Hendrickson is more of a Robin than a Batman. And he got a bunch of stats in New Orleans because I think New Orleans, you know, with Cam Jordan and other players around him, they had to worry about. I think Hendrickson put up some good sacks last year, but uh, to me, he's not going to be that type of player for Cincinnati. Sam Hubbard, he's just okay. He kind of stops the run. DJ Reader, the, the defensive tackle is really good. And Larry Ogdenba. Is, is pretty good defensive tackles. The linebackers are weak. I kind of like Logan Wilson from uh, Wyoming. And their corners aren't good. Trey Waynes and Awazu, I mean, that's not good. Eli Apple's okay. I mean, they're just that's just not a good trio. I love Jace, Jesse Bates, though, the safety. I think he's one of the best safeties in the league. They have an over-under at 6.5. I don't see how they're getting to 7. So I would definitely bet the under on them. Um, I haven't placed that or anything. Let's see what they got on the road. They have at Chicago as far as non-divisional games. At Detroit, so that's pretty easy. Um, at Jets, that's, you know, pretty easy. At Raiders. At Denver. 
So their non-division, you know, road games are pretty easy as well. But I don't know where they're getting to seven wins. Um, I just think they would have been much better off if they drafted Sewell. You could protect your quarterback. You could draft a receiver in the second, third round with, I mean, Higgins. I don't think Higgins is ever going to be a number one receiver, but he's going to be a damn good number two receiver. Tyler Boyd is already, like, pretty much a good number two or at least a great number three, you know, in the slot. I just think they should have went that way. Let's see anything on the fantasy-wise. I I wouldn't draft Jamar Chase too high. It sounds like he's it's going to take him some time. It sounds like he's not having a good camp. You kind of expect that with him, you know, not being able to play last year or opting out, whatever you want to say, because of COVID. He didn't play, so I think it's going to take him some time. Plus, receivers usually take time. Now, he's got the connection with Burrow, so it shouldn't take as much time, but I wouldn't expect big numbers out of Jamar Chase this year. Higgins, I would like, and Boyd. Mixon, I mean, injury, if he stays away from the injuries, that's fine. Drew Sample is tight end. I don't, he's not that good. Let's go to the Cleveland Browns. So, I would, I would lean under definitely on the Bengals. Lean under on the Ravens. Browns are at 10 on the over-under wins. Um, this team, the roster is like, you know, when um, Harry and, and Home Alone is just like, the place is just loaded. You got toys. You got VCRs, jewelry. I mean, they're, they're loaded, loaded with the roster. You got... Baker Mayfield, the quarterback, I would be hesitant on paying him. Same reasons on Lamar Jackson. I think it's more of, well, Lamar is just, I think, as far as passing, I don't know if he's going to be able to throw as well. But Baker Mayfield, this system is great for Baker Mayfield and the players around him. They almost have like a college football roster is how I look at it. I mean, they have so much depth, so many good players at every position almost. It's really impressive when you study the Cleveland Browns, the roster that they have. The minute, though, you pay Baker Mayfield, that roster is going to decline. And I just don't think he's good enough to pay him top 10 money. At least not top 7. You probably get, He's not going to settle anything for less than top 10. But if, someone, if the Browns are forced to pay him top 5 money and he gets a deal close to Josh Allen, I think the Browns are going to be in trouble. But as far as this year goes... Obviously, they don't have to pay them yet, and they're going to be fine. The offensive line is fantastic. You could argue it's probably the best offensive line or one of the best. Top three offensive lines in football. Jedrick Willis was, I think, the 10th or 11th pick in the draft last year. Uh, I thought Detroit should have taken him at three. I love that guy as far as a left tackle goes. He could play left tackle, right tackle. He played right tackle in college. He wasn't as he didn't grade out as good as the guy on the Buccaneers, but I mean Willis is right up there. Joel Batoni, the uh, guard, is really good. J.C. Treader's good. Teller's a pretty good guard. Jack Conklin, I thought they overpaid for him, but he was fantastic. I don't mind paying overpaying for offensive linemen, and he actually played up to his contract. The receivers, I mean, they're deep at receiver. Odell Beckham, I believe, is going basically into a contract year because. I think the Browns, the guarantee money, I think is done after this year. So we'll see what he does this year. He'll probably be in great shape and probably have a good season. Jarvis Landry is still really good slot receiver, possession receiver. 72 catches last year, 840 yards. 
11.7 yards per catch and three touchdowns. I love Rashard Higgins. I think he's really good. He had 599 yards last year, 16.2 yards per catch, four touchdowns. And then I love um, Donovan Peoples-Pope. So they got four good receivers. That's like a college roster. The offensive line doesn't necessarily have the depth that a college team would have. Chris Hubbard's okay. Backup. Offensive tackle. But the tight ends, they got three good tight ends. You got Austin Hooper, who's really good. You got David Njoku from the U, who's actually kind of been more of a bust because he was a first-rounder. But he's still a pretty good tight end. Like, he's not just terrible. Like, they'll let him go. They're not going to pay him. I mean, they shouldn't pay him. They're they're not going to. And then they got Harrison Bryant, who they drafted last year, I believe, in the third or fourth round, who's really good. He had... He had 24 catches last year as a rookie, 238 yards. I mean, that's not that great, but 9.9 per catch and three touchdowns. I mean, that's three good tight ends. And then the running backs, to me, they got two top 10 running backs in Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Chubb last year had over 1,000 yards, 1,067, and he averaged 5.6 yards per carry and 12 touchdowns. I could see those numbers going up, you know, 12, 1,300 yards Again, 12 touchdowns, 12-plus touchdowns. And then you got Kareem Hunt, who had more rushes last year. He had 841 yards, a 4.2 yards per carry, and six touchdowns. Hunt even catches the ball out of the backfield. You catch in 38 catches, 300 yards, 304 yards, five more touchdowns. I mean, that's a fan. It's the best duo in football as far as running backs go. Um, so they just run that nice system you know that kyle shanahan type of system the bootleg off tackle runs and 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 mayfield just runs play action off of that now mayfield has trouble once he gets in the shotgun he has to kind of read the defense but when they're just running the ball and they're just running play action and they got as many weapons as they got and they got as the offensive line that they got may a player like mayfield's gonna look really good mayfield let's see what his numbers were last year he threw for three thousand 563 yards, 26 touchdowns, 8 picks. Only 8 picks, so I'll take that. So that's pretty good. Defensively last year, they weren't good, but I think they're going to be pretty good defensively this year. Uh, They get Javon Clowney. He's always hurt. I wouldn't expect too much out of Clowney. He doesn't work hard. Um, But Takaris McKinley, who was a first-rounder a couple years ago for the Atlanta Falcons out of UCLA. I liked him coming out of the draft. He's kind of sucked, but um, maybe, you know, maybe he gives you a pass rush. Yeah, at least you got both of them. So at least one of them, you know, has a decent year. That'll help. Uh, Andrew Billings is a really good defensive tackle at stuff in the run. I like him. He's a really solid, good football player. Jordan Elliott is improving. You got Malik Jackson kind of backing those two guys up. And then you got Miles Garrett, who's got to be a top 10 defensive player in the league. He had 12 sacks last year. Arrows pointing up. Expect 12 or more this year. So if one of those guys, Clowney or McKinley, can give them a little bit more pass rush, that would be huge. Or Jordan Elliott. I think they got him in like the third round last year from Missouri. Then they get drafted in the second round this year. Owuzo uh, from the outside linebacker from Notre Dame. I can't really pronounce his whole name. I liked uh, Mac Wilson, who they drafted last year. I think they got him like a fifth round. Jacob Phillips is just okay. Anthony Walker is just okay. But Owuzo in the second round, you know, a lot of teams didn't like him because he's kind of small. 
but he could cover. He, he causes turnovers. He could do some things. Even if he's just in on, you know, nickel situations, passing situations, that should help. Their secondary is really is really starting to improve. Denzel Ward is becoming one of the top ten corners in the league, um, and he's kind of one of those guys that once you pay Mayfield, you're not going to be able to pay Ward. I would pay Ward and be able to pay like another guy or two instead of paying Mayfield all the money and then losing two, three guys. Troy Hill's okay, but they got two other good corners. Greedy Williams, I think they got in the second round last year. And then Greg Newsom, a first rounder this year from Northwestern. They got they got depth at safety and pretty good starters. Ronnie Henderson Jr.'s okay. But John John Johnson, they paid a lot. In free agency from the Rams, he's one of the best free safeties in football. And then you got Grant Delpit and Shedrick Redwine. Redwine from the U. Um, Delpit was a good pick last year. He was coming off of an injury. I think he'll be better this year. So they got a lot of depth there. I mean, they got like a college football roster. Their over-unders at 10, I would bet the over on that. I'm, I'm, that one, I'm, I'm really, really thinking about placing that bet. The only concern here is their non-division road games are tough. It's at Kansas City. It's probably a loss. At Minnesota. At the Chargers. At New England. At Green Bay. I mean, that's that's tough. So they they play at Minnesota and at Green Bay as far as the NFC North goes. And then they play at the Chargers and at Kansas City as far as the AFC West goes. That's the toughest that you're going to get. So they kind of got screwed on that sense. But... They're really good, and uh, fantasy-wise, I think Chubb is a stud. Kareem Hunt's always going to be good. I think, you know, you want like a real deep, deep sleeper. Donovan Peoples-Pope Jones, to me, is really good, especially if Beckham or Landry get hurt and they're on the waiver wire, go get Jones and then Rashard Higgins. I think he should get drafted in almost every draft. Um, I think he's pretty good. So if one of those receivers, Beckham, get hurt or Landry, you definitely jump on one of those two guys. So I would, I think this team's going to be a contender for to go to the Super Bowl. They had 11 wins last year, 11 and five. I could see them going 12 and five this year because you got that extra game. I mean, 13 and four. I mean, th- again, they have those tough road games, but the roster's loaded. Everything's pointing up for them. The only problem is. I don't like to get too high on organizations like them that have sucked my entire life, basically. So, but another good draft by them, you know. Wuzu in the second round, Newsom in the first round. You got Anthony Schwartz, another receiver. I mean, Tony Fields they got in the fifth round. I just like what they got, you know. So I like them. Uh, let's go to the Steelers. Let's finish it off with the Steelers, who have an over-under at nine. I'm leaning under on the over-under for them, but organizationally, they're the opposite of the Browns, and you, you almost have to trust them and know what they're doing. Um, their offensive line is really the big concern here. I was just watching the uh, – I taped the preseason game Steelers and, and Eagles, and the Eagles' defensive front was kind of kicking the – Steelers offensive lines ass. Okafor, the left tackle, I mean he's just he's just okay. Kevin Dotson's okay. Kendrick Green is a rookie that's probably gonna be starting for them. They got him in the third round from Illinois. That, that's gonna be dicey. Um they lose to Castro. Zach Banner. I mean, their offensive line is gonna be a big problem. 
Ben Roethlisberger, to me, has been an overrated quarterback for years. I think if he played like in Cleveland, Detroit, or Cincinnati, got drafted by one of those organizations, I don't think he would ever be considered as a Hall of Fame quarterback. He's going to go to the Hall of Fame. He won two Super Bowls. Pretty much is an automatic year in the Hall of Fame. He's put up pretty big numbers, but I just think it's because of the organization that's been around him. They've always had good offensive lines. Always had running backs. They've always had receivers. Not, I mean, running backs. They haven't always had good running backs, but they've always had really good receivers that they draft in second, third, fourth round type receivers, and they've always had an elite defense. So to me, he hasn't had to do much in his career, but now he's going to be asked to do more. And to me, that's when the Steelers started off 11-0 last year, and then once teams figured out, like, hey, Let's just make Big Ben beat us. He just his arm isn't the same. He's old now, so I'm not trying to rip on him now. I mean, he's really old now. But they say he's in the best shape of his life. I don't know if that means he's not going to the bathroom and having sex anymore. But saying he's in the best shape of his life, he just doesn't throw the ball the same like he used to, in my opinion. Um, I like Najee Harris, though, the running back. A lot of people say don't draft the running back in the first round. But he's going to do everything for them. He's going to block. He's going to catch the ball in the backfield. He's going to run. Um, I don't think his running stats are going to be that good this year, but fantasy-wise, he's going to catch the ball out of the backfield. You know, Connor last year had a 4.3 yards per carry. Uh, if the offensive line's as good as it was last year, which it probably won't, Najee Harris will have a higher yards per. I mean, he's a way better back. He's smooth. Reminds me of Le'Veon Bell. So you're going to get a little bit, you know, a little bit of both. So if you're in a PPR league, I would draft Najee Harris pretty high. The receivers are really good. They don't have like that top 10 receiver. Juju Smith-Schuster, I mean, he's just a good possession receiver. What were his numbers last year? He had 831 yards. He averaged 8.6 yards a catch. Um, Look at these receivers. All the receivers are pretty good, but look at the yards per catch. So Schuster is 8.6. Deontay Johnson's 10.5. Now Claypool had you know, great numbers, 14.1, and then Ebron, 10. That's because they get rid of the ball so quick because they don't want Ben Roethlisberger throwing the ball down the field anymore because he doesn't have the arm that he used to. So everything, to me, gets congested, and it's tougher to get separation that way. Uh, Claypool, though, fancy, I mean, that guy's a stud. That guy's a stud. That was a steal. I think they got him in the late second round last year that's a huge steal Deontay Johnson if he could just catch the ball would be even better but he's a good route runner gets separation James Washington wants out I don't blame him because they got three guys that you know he's just going to throw to those three guys they're going to throw a lot and if you're in a PPR league like I said I think Najee Harris will be a pretty good pick uh Eric Ebron he doesn't want to block worth the shit he fucking sucks Pat Pat Fearmirth the tight end they got from Penn State in the second round. I mean, that's a much more complete type of tight end. He's not going to be the athlete Eric Ebron is. Ebron Ebron should be one of the best tight ends in football. He just doesn't put in the work. He doesn't have the work ethic. He he drops passes. He doesn't block. He's got pretty good route running, though. Uh, defensively, they're good still, but they're not the elite defense that they were years ago. Uh, Stephon Tewitt's getting up there in age. He's still pretty good. Tyson Alua, Cameron Hayward's getting up there in age. He's still pretty good. Alex Highsmith, their outside linebacker, I think is really good. I think he could maybe put on like eight sacks this year. I like I love Devin Bush coming out of college. He 
He could cover inside linebacker. But Robert Spillin, I mean, he's just not good. He can't cover anyone. Um, and he starts for them. I don't know why he starts for them, but, I mean, it's just like an automatic like throw on him. T.J. Watt's one of the best offensive players in football. He had, let's see how many sacks he had last year. He had 15 sacks last year, and you could argue he's a top five top five defensive um, player. Sorry, my kids are like yelling in the background. I like Quincy Rocher from the U, maybe giving them, you know, a pass rusher in the, in the years to come. Joe Hayden, Cameron Sutton, corners, they're just okay. Hayden's getting up there in age. Terrell Edmonds is okay. Mika Fitzpatrick's one of the best safeties. Their schedule, let's see. I think it's going to be, let's see. The non-division games are at Buffalo, at Green Bay, at the Chargers, at Minnesota, at Kansas City. Um, I don't think they're getting to nine, but I'm not going to touch that one. So I'll pass on that. So recapping, I think the Browns win the division. I think they go over the 10 wins. I think the Ravens are a wild card. I think they get to 10 wins, and they go to 10 and 7. Maybe they get to 11 and 6, but they ain't going over 11, in my opinion. And then the Bengals, I think, are going to be picking in the top five. And the Steelers, I can see 9 and 8, 8 and 9 type of season. I don't think they're getting to 10, so maybe you want to bet under on that because I could see 7 and 10 before I see 10 and 7. So that's all I got for the AFC North. I'll do more previews as time goes on.